Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Four Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence! Margaret Eri Fiend coming out, you stick on, stick that big LED, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for this, he's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you, I'm going to take the bump for you. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. No, I am neither Rab or Gradle. My name's John. I'm the producer of the show. You know that really annoying laugh that you hear in the background normally and the person that normally shouts over the way stuff to the boys? That's me. Finally, I've got the microphone in front of me, though. Uh, Now, the boys are off for the next couple of weeks and we don't want to speculate, but it is Royal Rumble this weekend, so you never know who might turn up. Who knows? This might happen. Can you imagine the pop if El Grado strolls out at the Rumble this weekend? Uh, listen, pure speculation on my part, but he's not here, so you never know. Maybe it's that final push for chips, cheese, and Donner meat getting signed to the WWE. Who knows? Who knows? So while the boys are off, uh, we don't want you to miss out on anything wrestling daft. So hopefully you haven't switched off by this point. You're still with us. Uh, not went to another wrestling podcast because... There's hardly any out there on the internet, honestly. Uh, we'll do your buddy or putovers uh, on the list of wrestling daft this week. We're going to look at the best Royal Rumble matches. We'll also be catching up from the latest in the world of wrestling with Sportskeeda journalist Gary Cassidy. Plus, we're having a chat to Scotland's top referee, Sean McLaughlin, to find out what it's really like to wear those stripes. Now, I'm saying we, uh, and that's for the reason, I'm joined by my friend and fellow Mark, a man bigger than Tessa Blanchard's list of people that hate her. He's six foot five, and his name is Alex. Alex, thank you for holding my hand while Robin Grado are away. No problem, John. I mean, I will thank you less for uh, attributing me with Tessa Blanchard sorry, on my first sorry. mention on this pop car- podcast, but let it slide. Let it slide. Um, now, while Robin Grado are like Hogan and Macho Man, we're pretty much more like Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, really, aren't we? I think so, but as long as no one tries to attack us with a two by four or anything along those lines, I think we might be okay. Uh, we might be all right. So, uh, this is more like the Sunday Night Heat as opposed to Raw but the boys will be back in a few weeks time but we want to catch up with your correspondence from last week in the boys absence so here's a few things you guys said on our social media remember you can hit us up at wrestling daft on twitter it's wrestling daft podcast on instagram and just type in wrestling daft on facebook to keep up to date with the show uh, scott says the highlight of 2020 so far was the fact that rab called him a fucking idiot last week for buying 2k20 
and he said he always preferred Ian Connell anyway in Burniston. Um, he would also like to thank Mark Dallas for his recommendation of WCW Feel the Bang Game, which is free to download on the internet. Now, Alex, you're a big gamer. Have you downloaded this yet? I haven't had a go yet, no. I've been meaning to since last week, but let's be honest, the current generation of WWE games put us all off playing oh, any geez. type of wrestling game. You bring, know? bring back No Mercy. Or SmackDown, here comes the pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, like Rab said last week, we definitely need to do a show on wrestling games at some point. We'll get that in. Um, Richie Law uh, says on Twitter, mind that time Maven put The Undertaker out of the 2002 Royal Rumble? I do remember that. No, neither did I, but I'm signed up to the network thanks to At Wrestling Daft. Hope your shares went up a penny, Rab Florence. It's your fault. Worth it. But that's the thing that the boys love about this podcast is... People are getting back into wrestling through listening to this podcast. Now, I love the fact that wrestling is just, it just seems to have blown up again. The, the whole YouTube generation as well, I think it's brought a lot of us back and it's given us all so much supporting content that there's just endless amounts of endless amounts to consume nowadays. No, absolutely. Well done, Richie, for getting involved. Now, we've not had one of these in a wee while, but Paul Mayer has been in touch. Now, we tend to do meeting wrestlers in strange places. And he says, um, I saw the Million Dollar Man at school in Bells Hill. I thought he was going to be talking about wrestling. Now, I know exactly where this is going. I quickly found out it was him talking about how he had found God and how God, how good God was. Try to say that fast. Uh, <laughs> Did he have Reverend Devon with him there just for I'd, the best? <laughs> maybe uh, Batista, Deacon Batista. Oh, yeah, uh, everyone needs a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a bodyguard. <laughs> Before I could have realised I was blocked in the middle of the aisle by a lot of Bible bashers, I had to sit through two hymns, an American gospel song, and a whole lot of people randomly standing up shouting, Amen and praise Jesus, in Bell's Hill, what? Um, thankfully, there was a short interval. I took that opportunity to squeeze by them and go to the toilet before making a sharp exit, and I pissed myself laughing all the way home. I can't imagine in Bell's Hill there are people that would stand up and go, Amen, brother, praise Jesus. That doesn't happen in Bell's Hill, does it? Yeah, like all the those, uh, the American YouTube ones that you watch and it's people just lying around on the floor convulsing and things like that. I mean, people <laughs> in Bells Hill do that a lot, but not for that reason. I don't yeah, yeah, it's certainly not through God. It's more through jakiness. Um, also, are we allowed to say Bible bashes in, in 2020? I mean... Christians. We'll just edit that bit. It was Christians. Um, oh, it's a direct quote. I think you can get away with it. Just blame Paul yeah, Mayer. It'll exa- be fine. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, we're talking about uh, wrestling Christmas presents that you may have had in the past. And I love this story from El Russo Malo, who dropped us a message on Facebook. He says, I bought my wife the 24-7 belt for Christmas this year. I think before we continue, we should <laughs> we should find out whether or not his wife is still his wife after that present. Let's be what? honest. I would, could you imagine the reaction if you go, oh, darling, I've, I've been to the jewelers. Got you something lovely. Ooh, what is it? What is it? It's this wrestling belt. But he literally picked the worst possible belt you could have I picked. I quite like the 24-7 belt. I really do. Green is not a colour for a championship belt. Even ask Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather and that horrific Alligator <laughs> World Money Championship as well. Fair play. I, the story gets better, though. I also bought my two-year-old a referee outfit. So his wife gets the 24-7 belt. And the two-year-old is getting a referee outfit, and it gets better. At my mum's on Christmas Day, my son wore the outfit, and my wife opened her present, the belt. As soon as she went to open it, I pulled her legs out from under her and pinned her, screaming, Count Ref! My mum thought we were really fighting and had no idea what was going on. The wife was pissing herself laughing till she realised her new designer dress was getting dragged all over the floor. 
I'm pleased to say I left the ref outfit at my mum's, so I am still undefeated for the belt. We are a geeky family for sure. <laughs> that is the best story I have ever heard. I really hope his wife likes wrestling or else it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. made no sense. But I do love the fact that there's, there's a, there could be like a couple out there, obviously El Russo Mao, and maybe they just do this as a, a kind of couples thing, keep pinning each other for the 24-7 belt. I'm going to try and get my wife into this. Yeah, exactly. That's that's your anniversary present right there, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be the best decision of your life or the worst decision of your life. It's probably going to be the worst. We started our new brand new feature last week. Uh, Moz do wrestling catchphrases, inspired by our friend Gaz Bannon. Um, Lucy Langford says, I got my mum to say, who bad, we bad, in the car about a week ago when she accidentally ran a red best moment ever. Whose catchphrase was that? Who bad, we bad? I'm trying to think, to be honest. That one's gone completely over the Who top bad, of my head. We but bad. That's that you're meant to be the mark here, Alex. Come on. I know, I'm trying. Like this is I, the only person I can think of is Kip Sabian, but that's recent and I, I don't think that's a Right, thing. okay. Uh, if you know who the catchphrase Who Bad We Bad was from, uh, get in touch via the Twitter. Um, also, thanks to Martin, who got his maw to do a bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Listen to this. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. I love the fact she has committed to that part by putting on an American accent. But you can still hear the Scottish undertones yeah. rolling through it quite obviously as <laughs> let's, well. Let's hear that again. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> you can hear just the Scottish bit at the end. Just of, at the end, she loses class, the accent. Class, um, Apparently, though, she's a bit of a show-off as a Martin's more, and she went a bit off script. This is Bret Hart from the USSR. So Bret Hart is now a Russian athlete. Since when did Bret Hart have the catchphrase, I'm Bret Hart and I'm from the USSR? Yeah, I have to say, maybe don't give her a job in WWE. Oh, maybe do give her a job in WWE creative. It might improve it. You know what I mean? She's obviously got more original ideas than they do. Is, that, is this like the Superman read, um, what was the Superman when he ended in Russia, landed in Russia and they wrote the graphic novel about Superman being in Russia? <laughs> Is, it, is, yeah, this like, is this like the Bret Hart who landed in the USSR by mistake? No, you never know. He could have went and continued his career over there at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Love that. If you've got, if you can get your maw to do a wrestling catchphrase, we would love to hear it. Can we push it over the top and get them to do like the wrestler celebration as well? So she obviously ended that by slamming two tinnies together and downing <laughs> them, obviously. So just add that in as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to do that, please get in touch with us at Wrestling Daft on Twitter. Obviously on Facebook, it's Wrestling Daft. Or you can email them to wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. So while Rab and Gradle are off, we want to keep you up to date with what's been going on in the world of wrestling. And to do that, we thought we'd invite a man onto the show to interview just about everyone in the business. Um, from Sports Kida, it's Gary Cassidy. Gary, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. I'll take that any day of the week. No worries, mate. No worries. You're just fresh off of, uh, you were down at the big BT Sport WWE launch down in London last week, weren't you? Aye, so um, I've actually just got back to Glasgow a couple of days ago. I was down in Blackpool for TakeOver um, Blackpool 2, and then straight back up to Glasgow on Monday after that, and then straight back to London on the Tuesday um, to go to the, the BT launch, which beforehand I got to interview a load of the superstars on a bus, which was probably the most <laughs> surreal experience I've ever had. But man, I'm all for it. I'll take uh, that. <laughs> absolutely. Who are you speaking to? Um, so I had, uh, first up was Paige, and then I had Seamus, Charlotte Flair, uh, Andrade, Kurt Angle and Nicky Cross 
Nice. Um, any, so, any, any good scoops? Uh, well, um, during takeover, I actually kind of, I did put my foot in it. I put Triple H's foot in it um, with, with regards to a comment about Paige that he made. So I had to ask her about that. Um, that was you that started that. that. Uh, oh. sadly, I. <laughs> Someone tells me you're not getting that photograph with Triple H pointing at you casually for your Instagram, unfortunately, as well. I already got it. It just doesn't have the finger out, so I might. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, so. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, uh, wrestling news what's been happening in the world of wrestling this week, Gary? Uh, I well, the biggest news uh, I, I mentioned there that I, I got myself into a wee bit of trouble with Triple H. Um, the question I'd actually asked them was. Um, we had a lot of rumours going around surrounding uh, returns at the Royal Rumble. The two big names mentioned have obviously been Paige and Edge. Uh, the, the Paige one I kind of clarified when I spoke to her. Um, she kind of joked a wee bit about it. She said, um, oh, well, I'd, I'd said maybe the Royal Rumble is a joke. Um, you never know. She ended that by saying, um, like, never say never, essentially. Stuff we already know. She's she's not medically cleared. Edge, pretty much the same thing. He was on a Peril Jams podcast, which... I found a wee bit strange. Uh, yeah, what's the connection? I <laughs> no idea, but I mean, wrestling seems to be getting everywhere nowadays. It's, it's brilliant. I'll not complain. But he said a, a similar thing. Um, you know, when wrestlers do this, it's kind of a lose-lose situation because they can't say, "I'll be back at the Royal Rumble." Yeah, yeah. Still, where's <laughs> where's the mystery in that? Um, so obviously they, they're in a lose-lose situation. They're saying, "I'll not be back." If they come back, they've been lying to us all along. If they don't come back, it's like they didn't come back, and and all the rumours have been that they're coming back. Obviously, uh, this kind of came from something PW Insider had speculated about. Um, Mike Johnson had essentially said he'd heard rumblings that Edge will be back. He's signed a new contract that's not a Legends deal, um, so it might involve an on-screen role. It'd been um, it'd been seen where WWE's medical headquarters are. Uh, yeah. But he's spoken out about it now, and, and obviously the Elias stuff as well. The even though it was the, the smallest bit of physicality, speared Elias at SummerSlam, and that kind of caused a few a few rumours to to come out. Um, but he spoke on that podcast about it, and essentially denied it again, as you would expect him to. Um, he said it's, it's kind of funny to me. Uh, all the rumours I've been in Pittsburgh, I've been cleared to wrestle again, and I've signed a new contract. Um, and he said he's not been there. He's not signed a new contract. Like I say, lose-lose. John Morrison, just a couple of weeks ago, um, debunked uh, PW Insider saying he'd signed a new contract and we know what happened there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will it happen? <laughs> Who knows? Um, again, when I say, when I spoke to Triple H, what he said was um, it's down to two things, personal choice and medical choice. And he said personal choice, obviously they need to choose to come back, but the be-all and end-all as well. They get medically cleared and he hopes they live happy and healthy lives. I actually just spoke to Seamus as well, I was saying. And, and loving these said, name drops, loving these name drops. I, <laughs> so I'm trying to get in as many as I can. But, um, that one I've not even put the video out yet because it was essentially the kind of thing you'd expect him to say. He's just came back for a, a pretty nasty injury. Um, it was out with, where I, I believe it was spinal stenosis. I'm not certain on that. Um, but he then suffered a pretty bad concussion the night after WrestleMania, a couple of nights after WrestleMania. Um, and he's been out up until just last week. Uh, so, so he essentially said the same thing. He's like, obviously, with himself and with Daniel Bryan coming back, anything's possible. But if they're not cleared, they're not cleared. Uh, and he said that he'd love them back. He misses them a lot. Echoed the, the comments of Triple H and I'd guess many others. But essentially, it's done to the doctors and we'll need to wait and see at the Royal Rumble, I guess. Fair play. And it looks like AEW have made a couple of signings or rumoured to be making a couple of signings. Yeah, so the big rumoured one right now is Lance Archer. 
Um, again, if you don't watch Japanese wrestling, that name might not hold a lot of weight with you. Alex is our Japanese uh, wrestling expert. He's just back from Japan. Well, uh, Lance was a very impressive during the G1, so much so he got himself a little bit of the US title action. He was on the Wrestle Kingdom card. I mean, he did get beaten by John Moxley in the end of the day, but it was good showings. He's been very impressive this year, so I'm not surprised about that. I remember him back from the, the TNA days when it was uh, it was Lance, or sorry, it was Dallas and TNA up until they signed Diamond Dallas Page and he got forced to change his name. Um, <laughs> he was part of the tag division in TNA, was he not? Was he? I I think that might have been the case. Um, but I was going to say I remember him for that, and then the the main thing I remember him for it was actually in WWE for a wee while. Um, so I'm surprised that they've they've maybe not got onto the. You never know. Maybe they have as well, and it's just the AEW AEW offering them something else. But it was in WWE is Lance Hoyt and then Vance Archer, which obviously you can see where he's got the new name from. He was in <laughs> FCW. Obviously, you said there, he, he got himself a good showing, quite a few showings, um, um, most like, uh, sorry, most recently, winning the IWGP US Championship after John Moxley had to vacate it and then losing it again to jo- John Moxley in a death match at Wrestle Kingdom. Really good signing. I believe he's 42 years old now, so yeah, obviously getting on a wee bit, but you never know. A lot of our signings, you look at Chris Jericho, obviously, as the main one. He's He's been probably the best thing about AEW, and he's up there in the ages. So he'd definitely be a good signing. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Brian Cage, who, again, most people probably know him for Impact Wrestling, for Lucha Underground. Big brute of a guy, absolute monster in the ring. He's the kind of guy that it's always been one that you're like, why have WWE not signed him? Yeah. And then when AEW have kind of culminated the last year and actually having live shows it's like man he'd probably be a great addition to anywhere so if they get any of those guys it's it's a big difference to what they've got just now because people have been saying there's a lack of bigger talent in AEW aside from maybe like Luchasaurus I guess and you can see the two of them going in with uh, Luke Luke Harper as well as the big three guys on that roster that's true that's true we're waiting for news on Luke Harper Uh, sorry uh, Brody Lee I apologise not Luke Harper Brody Brody Lee Lee. sorry Brody Lee Uh, and looks like it's good news for wrestling fans because the WWE is going to be free to air soon in the UK yeah, well, that's um, like I said, uh, like you were saying about me being down at the, the BT launch. What I've got to say, firstly, they've put some amount of money and investment into, into WWE as a product. Uh, they get presented with the, the big uh, six and a half grand belt. I got to hold that and stuff. Got to nice. be down there and watch everything they were doing. Obviously, they're putting a lot of money into it. They're showing Raw, SmackDown, NXT live every week and NXT UK just after it broadcasts or streams live on the network. Um, but BT Sport have kind of been in cahoots with Channel 5 over the years, so this was one that a few people might have seen coming. Um, they've been showing like the, the motorsport and, and the rugby and stuff like that, but it just got announced yesterday, obviously not too long after the BT Sport deal started, that yet Raw and SmackDown free air in the UK for the first time ever. Um, a lot of people might remember back to Channel 4 showing um, Sunday Night Heat. I think that was back in 1999, so maybe 20 years ago. But yeah, it's now going to be free to air, um, as you would expect, a wee bit behind the, the live broadcast um, due to exclusivity rights and stuff like that. So it's starting on the 2nd of February, which will be next Sunday, I believe. And that is a Raw showing on the Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. And then the following week, it's going to be Smackdown on the Saturday at the same time and Raw on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. I guess just so they can keep continuity. Um, SmackDown's going to be eight days later than the first broadcast, and Raw's going to be five days later on the first broadcast. But exciting news for UK fans in particular, because NXT UK is also going to be on the Paramount Network. I heard this, that, yeah. It looks like it's a midnight 
it's, it's a wee bit unclear with that one. It says Wednesday at midnight, um, but I don't know if they're counting that as Tuesday at midnight. Right. You're into Wednesday yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, going to think... be on a Either way, it's absolutely amazing to see WWE on, on free-air television anyway. Yeah, I have to say I'm delighted with it because I had Sky Sports and I don't have BT Sports, so this is a this is good news for me. It's not, Alex obviously uses the hooky internet services to get all his uh, raw and smart. Thank you for uh, just putting that out there on yeah. the internet, John. Much that, appreciated. No worries. Well, speaking of uh, free-to-air wrestling, has anyone seen the news that Impact have now been banned from Twitch as of today? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen why you've been banned? I, I have indeed. Do you want to take this one? <laughs> I, get to, I felt it needs a mention since, you know, everyone loves Rob what Van <laughs> So uh, the news came up this morning that uh, Impact have been banned from Twitch. Now, the story runs from this week's episode of Impact. So RVD went over Brian Cage at Hard to Kill, the same pay-per-view where Blanchard won the yeah, title of yeah. Callahan. And then he essentially did his own version of a live sex celebration <laughs> on TNA Impact this week with both his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend. And I believe the segment ended with them all with their shirts off, covered in whipped cream. And then Rob like exposing, like taking off a dressing gown to show more whipped cream downstairs or something. And then this got put up on Twitch and I believe like entire accounts. Was, was little Rob out to see? I'm not sure if he was out to see. It was maybe some wake covering him, but oh, I mean, right. it was, oh, yeah. uh, the best thing about that is I think everybody that's been on wrestling daft the past uh, few weeks burying the Lana Lashley Liv Morgan Rusev angle. Man, I'd love to see their reaction to that because oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is next uh, level. Is that it then, Gary? Um, just a couple of other things. Uh, breaking news in the last couple of minutes. Um, uh, it's going to be maybe maybe 24 hours ago by the time people listen to this. Um, but PW Insider are reporting that there's going to be a name change to one of the titles in WWE. A pretty surprising one, but maybe not for anyone that might have seen this week's WWE backstage. So on that, Becky Lynch was talking a lot about um, how the next step for equality in, in WWE is to get rid of the term women's. So no women's division because you don't say men's division pretty much. Yeah. In this change, uh, PW Insider are reporting that WWE have issued an internal decree stating that the NXT Women's Championship from now on is just going to be called the NXT Championship. Um, there's no word as to whether that's going to be something that's going to force a name change for the, the male uh, NXT Championship, essentially, or if it's going to be something that will carry over into Raw or SmackDown yet. Obviously, it's maybe a bit an, an easier one for them if they did decide to do it for Raw and SmackDown because there's no Raw and SmackDown male championship. But that's a pretty interesting one if, it, if it's actually happening We'll obviously see maybe over the weekend at Worlds Collider next week on NXT if it happens. Um, and also, just with regards to championships, another wee plug for uh, somebody I interviewed was Andrade last week. The very first thing that Andrade said to me when I sat down, um, I asked him and Charlotte, as you do, uh, how, how's life as an engaged couple? And they were saying it's brilliant, but they've not had any time to do anything. Andrade won the title. Then they went to Mexico and, and were engaged over New Year and then now they're back and they, they're over here in the UK. Obviously now they're back in America. Um, but the first thing he pointed out to me was he said, no time for change. And he pointed to the title, uh, sorry, the, the US Championship, the little plate on it, and it said Rey Mysterio. Obviously he won the title for Rey Mysterio. Um, that could mean anything, could mean a lot of things. Um, you never know. It could have been a last minute decision to change, to change the title when they did at the Madison Square Garden House show. So they might have just not really got round to making a plate up before the title changed hands. I know they usually do it anyway afterwards, just in case anything happens. And there was a lot of things. It was different countries and that, so maybe they just didn't get round to it. But an interesting note, um, 
back in November, it was reported by Belt Fan Dan, who don't need to say his name too quickly if you're Scottish, <laughs> <laughs> like I did right there. Um, but he was reporting that um, right after the Intercontinental Championship got revamped, that the same thing had happened with the United States Championship, and they've just not yet got round to debuting it on TV. Well, what better time? Um, because as far as I know, after Andrade's title defence on Monday Night Raw, we're a few days later, still no nameplate. Um, obviously, that could change. They could just stick the nameplate on the title. But we wee bit of speculation there. I did see today they've booked a US title match for the main card of the Rumble. So they've booked yeah. Andrade versus uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. So yeah. that could be the spot to do it at the yeah, beginning of the Rumble to open the show yeah, or that, something. That's very true. That's very true. Well, Gary, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. No, thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure, man. Thank you. And where can people get you if they want to follow your adventures, meeting wrestlers across the world, Gary? Sadly, I think the adventures might be uh, done for a wee while now, but I'm gradually posting all the videos and everything for the past week. So if you want to catch them, I'm on Twitter and uh, Instagram is the, the same thing. It's Conscious Gary. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-G-R-Y. And if you want to read any of my articles, I link them on there as well. But I'm on Sportskeeda. Uh, just as Gary Cassidy and I also do a wee bit of wrestling content for the BBC um, my first video was up there on BBC The Social and it's all about people saying wrestling's fake uh, so if you've been on either side of that conversation go check that out and uh, come on Twitter and tell me I've done a terrible job we've all been there Gary we've all been there don't even <laughs> worry we feel your pain here on wrestling uh, Gary thanks very much mate we'll hopefully speak up to you next week thank you man cheers <laughs> So every week, Rab and Grady like to do your buddies and putovers, and this week is no different. We're going to separate the manators from the mankinds of this world as we talk about the good and bad of professional wrestling. Now, Alex, let's start off with you. What would you like to put over this week? This week, I would like to put over from NXT the tag team of Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, the Broserweights. Now, a couple of reasons for this. I think the big one for me right off the bat is they came out wearing synchronised gear. All for, for that. Every tag team should have synchronised gear. Exactly. Especially, well, considering how many actual tag teams don't do this. To have a thrown really together tag team. Off. Fantastic. Also, like, yeah. the hair matches and stuff like that. Yeah. And they even did a tag team finisher. But they were they were terrific. Went over the went over the UK tag team last week. And, and Pete Dunne, he just seems to be the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic special throw-in singles man. Because, you know, he had a really good run yeah. with Roddy a couple of years ago. And this year you can see him and, him and uh, Matt potentially getting all the way to the finals. So, I did see a comment online that they should have called the tag team joint manipulation, which I thought was a... Br- <laughs> I mean, bro- Broserweight's cool, but I thought joint manipulation would be an awesome name for a tag team. I somehow don't see that getting through the WWE marketing department somehow, John. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, and what are you burying? This week, I'm going to bury Roman Reigns' addition to his entrance. Now, for those who didn't <laughs> notice, uh, a, a certain big dog decided to have a very small mat to put out in a very convenient location for his Superman punch to the ground. <laughs> um, I think this was actually pointed out on Twitter, to which he responded something along the lines of, at least I'm not smacking my head through a car door like Goldberg. <laughs> so yeah, he's yeah, potentially yeah. got himself a bit of beef for Goldberg and then used the excuse that he does this for 52 weeks. Poor old big dog. Days. That floor must be really hard to punch. To be fair, if he's... Yeah, but try it there. Oh, but the man, he wears gloves, John. He, he wears wear gloves. gloves. <laughs> like, he does wear bigger gloves, Roman. Don't get a little mat. You're meant to be the big dog. And then he's got a little... A big dog with a little mat, mat you well, know? Well, mat to help help his little hand. Cool. Um, I'm going to put over 
from AEW this week, uh, DDP. Because... He was in such good shape. Man! He's like in his 60s! And he was like flying about that ring when I watched it last week. Like he was in his 20s. Exactly. Why do you need to have any paid advertising for DDP Yoga yeah, exactly. when you could just send Dallas out on a Wednesday night? Absolutely. DDP Yoga. I am signing up for that bad boy. And I'd like to bury this week. I'd like to bury putting the tag titles on Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Now, I get it, right? Okay. The, the good points about it are that Buddy Murphy gets a strap on him, right? And he gets and something gets to a, do. And he gets something to do. But they've made this faction, you know, and it was set up for in the story. And Raw was actually quite good Monday night. We'll get to that through your buddy and put overs in a minute. But yeah, Buddy kind of, you know, joined it and then they've thrown this to get team together. Should it not have been the AOP that got I think that? it really should have been AOP, but are they already planting like a breakup angle for Seth's new stable three weeks after it's been created. I, yeah. I doubt it. I can see this yeah. staying together for a while. I guess they're maybe saving the kind of AOP War Raiders match, sorry, Viking experience match for um, WrestleMania or something like that. But I was just like... As you if know, Vince I McMahon's going to put a tag match I, on the I, main card of WrestleMania. I'm not a big fan of like throwing together tag teams winning the tag titles against tag teams you know what I mean unless like, it's Dolph Ziggler who does it every second week I so know, I know just anyway so I'm burying that uh, let's get to your uh, buddies and put overs Andy Clark put over uh, Seth Rollins and Pals winning the tag titles there you go uh, John Moxley because John Moxley uh, Mysterio Andrade and he wants to put over himself for getting accepted into uni from college what a fucking guy he says what a lad what well a done lad. Andy he totally went against what I was saying about um, Seth and Buddy but we'll let you off for that one I think you're allowed to put yourself over as yeah, well yeah and you put know? yourself over why not uh, Buddy AEW's wishy-washy storytelling pish some is good rest is fresh turds Good matches, shit stories. I think he might be talking about Brandy Rhodes there. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we've talked, Rab certainly spoke on this show about it before. I think backstage, they do need, you know, as far as I'm aware, it's the guys are writing most of the stuff. I really think they need someone backstage or someone in creative Just to, to, to look write over the and look over well. the stories and stuff like that. Because it's the one big fail of AEW is the storytelling. Because they expect you to watch like everything because you've got all elite on YouTube and you've got dark and you're I expected think... to consume all this and know what's going on and I have to say the commentary team like Jim Ross especially God love him um, he's been do, making a lot of mistakes yeah they don't project. really talk you through it they, just, they just so yeah I, I, I get that buddy I get that buddy I find Excalibur has been trying yeah, trying I really so. really yeah, hard yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. getting enough he's not being they're not giving him a platform to be able to get those stories over yet yeah true 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 um, <laughs> buddy in from Gary McD on Facebook, AEW's lack of storylines, again, going through the, the lack of storylines, and putting over Roddy Strong on NXT since joining the Undisputed Era. The guy's been a fantastic, dirty, snarky heel. He has been. He needed it. Like, as yeah. much as we all loved Roddy's ring work, I think we could. he was just a bit bland, unfortunately. That's what that, you know, he goes on to say he was just white meat babyface character when he first joined in this, you know, Roddy Strong. Now, he obviously dropped the title which we've just spoiled from Alex uh, just a minute ago. He dropped the title to Keith Lee. but So it'll be interesting to see where that goes, if that turns into like the, the rest of the Undisputed Era turning on Roddy for not having a title. Who knows? Could be the end, the dissension of the Undisputed Era. Could be, it could be. But I do like last week, Keith Lee prophesied, breaking the golden prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> All for Keith Lee. Put Keith Lee over as well. Coo on uh, Twitter. I'm going to put over the first two hours of Raw this week. Thought it was excellent for the most part. Burying, however, the last hour. Yet yeah, so far to fuck. Matt Hardy deserves better. Yeah, Matt Hardy getting 
bodied by Rowan now. Come on. He's on his way to AEW. He's on he? his way. It's it's the classic new WWE thing. A month before you leave, you're going to get absolutely booked to shit. And so that when you turn up on the competition's programming, you look like shit. Unfortunately, it doesn't work as a lot of these talents have been building themselves back up on YouTube. And I think right now Matt's been doing, um, is it? Uh, free the delete on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So I he's think he's been in his own business. Yeah, so he's been bringing eyes back on himself in his own yeah. way, and yeah, I think it's it's the right way to do it. Sooner rather than later than the AEW, I'm pretty sure. And he's obviously obviously buying in the last hour. The fact that Rusev and Lashley main evented Raw on Monday night. I just don't understand why Rusev has not won a single one of these oh, matches. I've God. heard th- about this match like eight times, and every time he takes loss. Lashley wins with a screwy finish. Yeah. Like, if you're going to keep booking it, at least make it interesting. Yeah. Um, Kieran uh, on Twitter, buddy, the lack of creative direction for the Viking Raiders, Ming and Name, uh, absolutely sensational in na- New Japan, and we're terrific in XT, no connection there now. Yeah, I, I think that since they've come up to the main roster, they've, they've, they've kind of been lost. I mean, they, they had titles on them quite quickly, but... I think the name changes has yeah, really hurt them the as well. Ra- going and from the War Raiders to the Viking it, It's not even that, it's changing their first names yeah, as well and making them the no two needs. most generic Scandinavian names that you I can know. think of, really, I isn't it? Yeah, terrible. Uh, Matt putting over Matt Hardy's Twitter game. Now I don't know what this is. Uh, incredibly frustrated, but being a creative genius has potentially used it to his advantage. I don't know what the Twitter game is. I think it's, he's been doing similar stuff to free the delete and, and yeah, uh, essentially yeah. just posting as the woke, as sorry, not the woken, as the uh, broken Matt Hardy on Twitter and kind of playing up his YouTube series. I believe. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, Caledonian King, buddy, the lack of prestige the Rumble has. Mind the days when people used to have a qualify to get into. it people just telling us they're going in now. Aye, all for that. Yeah, it used, to be, that it used to be a prestige thing. It's like, I'm, I'm entering the Rumble. Who says you're entering in the Rumble? Yeah, exactly. Especially since there are no authority figures anymore. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Jesus. And he must put over Ricochet getting a boot in the balls for chanting his arm with Brock. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm, I'm all for Ricochet getting used more because he's been kind of lost in the shuffle Also, recently. book that match. Keep, keep, make that the yeah. Brock's match at Elimination Chamber. It's, it puts Ricochet over and it also gives Brock something to that, do. That's true. And, Ricochet maybe eliminating Brock in the Rumble this Mm, potentially, it depends on as it depends on as you have been constantly predicting the return of Kane Velasquez. Well, that's true. That's true. That we'll wait and see. Uh, and finally, uh, Kev's wanting to bury the WWE tag division. Wait, they beat you to it. Surely, AOP being an established tag team should have won the titles. Absolutely, Kev. Well done. You may be in for listener of the week. <laughs> uh, and put over Keith Lee. Big lad is brilliant. Should have a wee fat lad stable with Owens and Joe. The fat lads is a brilliant stable name. Yeah, do it. Do it. I'm, I'm all for that. The, 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 the wrestlers mer- who can't be arsed oh, going to the gym. The merch would fly out the door. They could be the American answer to chips, cheese and donner meat. They could be. They could be. All for the fat lads. <laughs> um, if you want to bury or put over anything next week, remember to hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on Facebook at Wrestling Daft. Get your hats, your scarves, your t-shirts Well, it's actually just t-shirts that we have to offer At our Wrestling Daft merch store online You can get some fantastic designs from catchphrases from the show Such as, Margaret, there's the fiend Chips, cheese and dawn on me And what else have we got in there? I've got crud up there So you can get all these fantastic designs Along with the Wrestling Daft logo At shop.spreadshirt.co.uk Forward slash Wrestling Daft That's shop dot spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft you'll get the links on the twitter and the facebook as well but some really really good merch and it's actually really really good quality as well and if you do buy a t-shirt please send us a pic so we can put you into our hall of fame and we obviously want to do more t-shirts so this week we're going to ask you to vote 
on a new design. Alex. So here we go. What are you voting for out of these one? We have, going up for the vote, I'm a Mark. Remember when Grado told that story about uh, meeting Ric Flair in the toilet and saying, I'm a Mark? <laughs> um, On the condition that you get Grado to wear that every week when he's recording yep, the podcast. Yeah, that'll definitely happen. Um, option two, quintessential. Because Rab, like like Rab says it every single episode. Quintessential. He's a well-read man, I'd expect He is, so. he is. So we're going to have a quintessential t-shirt. Or see the beak. Now, that was uh, based on a comment from one of our listeners, Stu, from uh, a few episodes ago, referring to Triple H as The Beak. Does that does that mean that's going to be some kind of gooker-inspired t-shirt? Because if so, I think that one might get my vote. Right, okay, so we're voting for The Beak. Anyway, you can vote on what you want to see on the next t-shirt. Head to the Wrestling Daft Twitter. We'll have that up over the weekend. Um, and if you want to buy your t-shirts, you know where to go. The Wrestling Daft merch stand. You can be the cool kid at the Royal Rumble when you're sitting watching it in the pub and people go, hey man, where did you get that t-shirt? And you go, I headed to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Really rolls off the tongue. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You just made the list! So, Rab and Grado aren't here, but we're continuing with the list of wrestling daft. And this week on the run-up to the Rumble, we want to find out your favourite Rumble. It's everyone's fans' favourite pay-per-view, isn't it, the Rumble? We love it. There's some brilliant moments in it. You know, from everything from Shawn Michaels winning from number one. Remember, that was a belter. AJ Styles debuting. Kofi Kingston's ways of staying in the match. And then you get always the injury returns and surprises as well. So it's every fan's, I think, favourite. I think it's everyone's favourite right now. It's the quintessential pay-per-view. It truly is. It truly is. I think without the Rumble... January would be a much bleaker month, let's be honest. So we're going to list our favourite Royal Rumbles, and I thought, Alex, you could do it this week. So what are your favourite Royal Rumbles? What goes in at number three? Okay, so my third favourite Rumble is 2010. These are just the first of 29 other men that will be thrown over the top rope, or if they have the courage that the WWE Universe lacks, they can be saved. And unfortunately, not everybody can win the Royal Rumble. Excuse me. Please. It's clobbering time. Who's the next sacrifice for Ben Grimm? So the match starts early off with a certain CM Punk coming in at round number three, eliminating everyone, and during his straight-edge saviour years, and just sitting in the middle of the ring and cutting promo after promo after promo after promo. Was that when he was re-set up the Nexus? Was that when this was before the Nexus? Right, so this was still right, straight right. edge society, era. right? That was so, straight edge society, right? Okay, so he okay. had the full Jesus beard hair look at the time. It was it was truly terrific. <laughs> Shortly after that, we had uh, the second ever woman to enter a Royal Rumble, 
uh, Beth Phoenix appeared and eliminated everyone's favourite Indian wrestler, Barjinder Mahal. That's right. The great Kali. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was the, the kiss over the, the rope thing. Yeah, it was yeah, indeed. Was good. It also featured the beginning of the build to Michaels versus Undertaker 2 at WrestleMania. So this was the pay-per-view before the infamous moment when HBK comes out in the middle of the Elimination Chamber match and costs the Undertaker the title. So uh, a lot of good promo work from Michaels pre this event. And I think the big one as well at the end was the return of Edge to come back in at number 30 and to win the Rumble. So my second favourite Rumble is 1992. So I think this is one of the infamous Rumbles as being not only one of the few matches that the infamous Ric Flair competed in WWE before the demise of WCW, but also one of the few events while the then WWF title was on the line. So I think the star of the match has got to be Rick himself as he comes out at number three and pretty much Iron Man's the entire thing, lasting a whole 59 minutes and 26 seconds. And another big highlight of the match comes in when Big Psycho Sid, or Sid Justice at the time, comes in and managed to eliminate about six people in about five minutes, yeah, yeah. which for back in the day was, that was quite a performance. I think up until, ironically, the next Rumble I'm about to talk about was definitely the record at the time for the most eliminations in a yeah, single Rumble. Yeah. But I think um, also 1992 Royal Rumble gave us the gift that keeps on giving with the Ric Flair. Whoa! Oh, it truly did. It truly did. And his promo work afterwards, holding the WWF belt that no one ever imagined Ric Flair of all people holding, it was truly terrific as well. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Heenan was on commentary, I think, for the 92 Rumble as well. Would it have well? been Heenan Monsoon? Back I at that think point? it was. But I, did, I mean, that, that generally is marked, but it's one of the best. What's going to be at number one, though? So, number one comes in with. 2001. This rumble is known as a bit of a history maker, as this was Stone Cold Steve Austin's third Royal Rumble win. Uh, up right now, obviously, holding the record for the most ever Rumble wins until WWE book Roman Reigns to come and beat that <laughs> record. Uh, it also features another record-breaking performance from the big red machine Kane coming in and eliminating 11 men in total. There was also everyone's fantasy booking of the Brothers of Destruction teaming up and eliminating nine competitors in roughly about a minute. And I think some of the big uh, some of the big returns for that day included the Big Show, who at the time was an active competitor, the Honky Tonk Man, and yes. Haku. I'd, I'd mentioned. I'm gonna take a bump for you. Oh, I'm glad it was you that tried to do the impression <laughs> of Grado. And even Drew Carey, but I don't think anyone in the UK knows who Drew Carey is. No, so. no, I remember that. That set up a kind of feud with Kane, didn't it? I the believe Drew so, yeah, 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 I think yeah, so. Yeah, he was like running away from Kane, I remember. Cool, I did Royal Rumble 2000, not much argument. I would personally have went 92 above that, but uh, actually... I, I think for me, because uh, I'm breaking yeah. kayfabe, I'm a bit too young to You're have seen younger, 92 yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Very, 2001 was very, very much my generation. Yeah, yeah. And of course, is that not set up? Uh, Rock Austin at WrestleMania 17 as well. Of course Because at the time, Angle's the champion, and yeah. then Rock beats him at No Way Out. 
Here's what you guys had to say on your favourite Royal Rumbles online. Uh, Fire Soul 86 says Royal Rumble 2000 uh, because Kai and Tai kept running in, out, in and out and getting layered. They weren't actually entered into the Rumble. They just kept running. Kai and Tai, Funaki <laughs> and, and stuff, they kept running in and out. That was brilliant. I remember that. I love that. I, I think we all love that old Kai yeah, and Tai. Yeah, yeah, Anybody who doesn't say 1992 is the best rubble hasn't seen it or is a liar, says Stevie B. I'm officially a liar. I apologise, Stevie Yeah, well, B. it was number two, to be fair. I can still remember getting taped by a mate from school. I can still remember the name of the bastard who strolled into school and spoiled the winner. Everybody on Monday morning when they go into work is going to be trying to avoid... Now, we, it used to be like you'd walk into school and someone would give you the winner. Now you've got to avoid social media altogether. Oh, it's impossible. You literally need to turn your phone off and, yeah, and stick to like, you know, the yeah, financial yeah, yeah. times for the I, day. I'm watching it uh, Monday night, so I do not want it spoiled by someone in the office on Monday. And everyone's going to be the exact same as me, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jim McKinley says, 2005, when Cena and Batista accidentally eliminated each other, then Vince tearing both quads. <laughs> that was the infamous moment. Vince stormed to the ring, and then Rick couldn't stand up in the ring. Yeah, he, he just falls both. over when he gets into yeah, the ring. Yeah, oh man, that was a belter. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. 2017 was good. Neil starts his class heel run as King of the Cruiserweights, so he mm-hmm. did, yeah. Cena and Styles have a belter, and the Rumble was well and predictable at the time. The amount of star oh, that Cena's, that Cena-Styles match was absolutely terrific yeah, it that was, year yeah, as well. Yeah, it was really, really good. That was my kind of match of the year, 2017, wasn't it? Oh, I think so. I think it was one of the few that's got five of Big Uncle Dave, is it? Bloody well? hell, is mm. it? Jesus. Cena gets a five-star match. Actually, no, I think that no one was way. maybe, I think it was like four and a half, four well, to three right, quarters. Right, yeah, right, yeah. I think it's only five-star is with Punk at Money in the Bank. Well, really? Uh, 2006, because it was the first pay-per-view I watched, that's from John Bankier. Loved the fact that Mysterio was doing it for his pal, that was Eddie, got obviously doing it oh. for Eddie in that time. And uh, he was a wee underdog in the final four when Mysterio and RVD teamed up, I went daft for it. Love good it. rumble. Love it. Good Great rumble. rumble. Good rumble. Uh, 2008, when Cena returned. Yeah, that, that, that was a huge Yeah, plot. when he was just kind of standing with the arms. Yeah, that, that, because it was the arena had that kind of, it was like the opening door thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was it just was, kind of standing there. That was cool. Yeah, so I hope they bring something like that back. Now that they've seemed to have committed to doing a bit more set design, I yeah, really hope that, they bring that, back something like that. that, for that the would, rumble. That would be cool. Hopefully, we'll see that on Sunday. I uh, love Rumble 2016 when Reigns defended his title in the Rumble matches, Scott McKenzie. I like that. I think we all even when when you pop when you know Triple H is coming out of thirty and you still pop, like you know it's been a good rumble. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Obviously, that was the kind of height of everybody hating Reigns. So when Triple H eliminated as a, you know as the heel, yeah, it was a it was massive, massive pop. It, it was a beautiful piece of booking by Mister Mister Paul Levesque to ah, put yeah, himself yeah, in yeah, that yeah. situation. Exactly, put the title back on himself. Mm. Hmm. Nineteen ninety three Royal Rumble says Gavin McQuimmit's old reason. I think that is because our next door neighbor recorded it on VHS when I was about five and I watched every single night until Wrestlemania 9 Ric Flair was number one entry Macho Man stupidly tried to pin Yokozuna and deservedly tossed from the position over the ropes by Yokozuna to win <laughs> that was ridiculous uh, it was such a ridiculous spot Macho Man goes to pin Yokozuna and he just lo- have you seen that? Uh, I've seen it yeah, it's yeah. Ridic- yeah, absolutely ridiculous but no, it was a good rumble Andy PRFC I wonder what team he supports 1998 was the first event I seen and set my wrestling fandom off Austin on the rampage and the three faces of Foley in one match yeah I that think that was, was a particularly good highlight that, that was good that was a really spot um, what do you think is going to happen this week in the Rumble I'm not, I'm not sure I think it's it's 
I'm not sure. I think we have an unpredictable rumble to a certain degree. I did see the bookies at about Christmas time even had the rock down in there at some point. No so um, that's definitely not happening. But I think uh, we had a discussion about this beforehand, and I think we're kind of both in agreement that this is potentially Drew McIntyre's year. I think Drew's going to go over. I think Drew's going to go over. And you know, the, obviously, Robin Gray, we were talking about it last week as well. And Dallas was in as well and saying that they, they all think that this could be... the. I mean, I think... When you look at WrestleMania, now I think a given is going to be The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. I think that, and they can get to that match without Reigns winning the Rumble. Easily, you and know. we all know that Team Corbin is going to come and eliminate yeah. Roman in some well, I think we're, we're giving it a da- that Daniel Bryan's not going to win the title on, on Sunday. Yeah, he could, that, they could win it, then drop it again in the chamber. Uh, they, could, they could do some yeah, dodgy well, booking, they, but they, I doubt they could it. Do that, they could do that. So who takes on Lesnar, right? Who, oh, I think who, Drew has to take who, if Cain Velasquez is apparently meant to be in the Rumble, but I, apparently he's injured. It's really mysterious there. I think as well they'll save the Cain Brock stuff for the Saudi shows. Yeah. Because that's, that seems to be where Rematch, they like to bring their big stars in because they can afford it for the yeah, Saudi yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they save that for because it's a Saudi show before WrestleMania happens. So who else is, uh, you know, who else is going to come up against Brock Lesnar? Who else is a threat in the WWE to Brock Lesnar? You know, Drew McIntyre is the only person that I can see that would, that would be big enough and tough enough to go against Brock. I think the other one we all fantasy and book is Matt Riddle, but Matt's not leaving that, NXT anytime no, soon. No, exactly. And, you know, there is Drew's turning face for a good reason. You know, he's going over with the crowd. I, I, I honestly can't look beyond Drew McIntyre for the run with this. And from a business perspective, with the BT deal, the amount of time and money they've put into it over here and stuff as well, what better way to attract fans than having a UK, uh, British champion for the first time in a long time anyway. I don't think Vince McMahon thinks that much <laughs> I don't know if he he's a savvy businessman well, well, mate I don't think he thinks that much about booking but I think he thinks that much about business fair play fair play so listen enjoy watching the Royal Rumble wherever you are and try and avoid the spoilers on Monday <laughs> spoiler Roman wins okay so Rabin Grey though aren't here they'll be back soon but we still have your chance to win beer in our Beer 52 match of the week last week, Dallas was in. Mark Dallas from ICW fame. He picked out Goldberg versus Raven for the US title on Nitro back in April of 1998. And he wanted to know who Raven had taken the title from the night before on the pay-per-view. And the answer was, Alex, do you know the answer to that one? No, you don't. Looking at me, by the way, it was DDP. Oh. Uh, I'll admit I forgot to prepare myself for that this week. Yeah, yeah, most of the listeners probably just Googled it anyway. Congratulations to Stuart Brown, nailed that one and won the crate of beer. Right now, we've got more chances for you to win beer as we pick out a classic wrestling match. And Alex, you've done that and you have a question on it. So the match that I've picked out, up and available on YouTube, is from the Super J Cup over in New Japan. And from last year... Oh, Japanese wrestling. Rab... Is I'm going after Rab's heart here. He's very. He's going to be sitting there very proud that you picked a Japanese match. I think he would be slightly annoyed that it's you know mainstream right, Japanese, okay, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. and it's also quite recent. So uh, the match is everyone's favourite British export in Japan, a Mr. Will Osprey, up against someone he described as one of his personal heroes, Amazing Red. So that's free up on YouTube. And what I'd like to know is which of Will's many many finishing moves did he put away, Amazing Red? Cool. Well, we'll get that up on the Facebook and the Twitter. And if you answer the question, you can win a case of beer. Uh, winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK, of course, because you can't drink if you're under 18. 
Oh, you can, as long as you do it around the back of the local community centre. And as long as it's Mad Dog. Uh, but you can get free beer from Beer 52, which is a lot nicer than Mad Dog. Uh, you can get that at beer52.com forward slash wrestling. We've got a special code there for you. So normally when you sign up for these deals, you get eight beers. But as you're a wrestling daft listener, we're going to give you ten beers. And all you need to do is pay for the postage and packaging, which is four ninety five. So for four ninety five, you can get a wee cargo for the weekend, ten free beers from Wrestling Daft. There you go. You can sit and enjoy the rumble with your beer fifty two and crack on with that. Um, it's a monthly subscription service for beer that you can sign up to. So go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling to get your first case of ten beers for nada. So Robin Gradewan here, uh, we've decided to mark out a little bit. Um, myself and Alex uh, and if you've been to a wrestling event in Scotland particularly you've seen this man but it's an ICW ring a PBW ring Source Discovery PWI the list goes on if you see a wrestling referee it's probably him please welcome to Wrestling Daft Mr Sean McGoughlin uh, I've never got an introduction like that there you go man <laughs> give, give it the big one uh, now we got you on we had you on this week because I personally am completely intrigued about the referees, because you know, coming, from, I've never done any wrestling training. I just watch it and I love it. But I'm really intrigued to the referee's role, not just in the ring, backstage, and all that sort of stuff. So I'd love to hear what you've got to say. First of all, <laughs> how the hell do you become a wrestling referee? Yeah, uh, you just need to be shit at wrestling, basically. Man. <laughs> oh, do you just go training the first day and they're like, "You, you can nah. be the ref. That'll be fine." <laughs> well, like personally. From my experience, I got I started going to training to learn like how to bump and how to like yeah. work work matches and stuff like that. To then do, do like a manager role, like I wanted to be a manager. But then just one day um, they were doing training matches and I just ended up refereeing a match. And then just from there on, it just kind of took off. Within about two weeks, I was refereeing on my first show and stuff like that. And I just haven't looked back since, really. To be honest, it, it's been great, being a great move for me. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you think the you know the management side didn't work for you then? Do, do, did, was it just that it was like, yeah, you're now a referee? Did you not then pursue the? No, kind I of didn't. Manager? I just didn't pursue. After I started refing, I just didn't pursue uh, becoming a manager. That I just realised that like refing was for me, and I just didn't know it at the time. And like every, every show needs a referee. Like yeah. not every show needs a manager. Yeah. yeah so yeah, for that yeah, standpoint, yeah. I was like, right, well, I could I could be on as many shows as I want as I want to be on if I just put in the work. And yeah. you can do multiple matches a night, so you can be part well, of multiple well, matches yeah. as well. I mean, that it's good. It's good, but then it's also got its downfall because by half nine you're knackered. <laughs> How can you be knackered as a referee? Come on, on honestly, on it, you'd be surprised. Is that arm like, just getting really sore? See, when you do you train when you go home at night and just slap the arm down on the ground consistently just to get it up to get up to strength? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's honestly well, knackering, too. man. So there's like, so like uh, Stevie Xavier and Liam Thompson, they love doing uh, cradle pins back and forth, back and forth, and you get moved from you're going from one corner of the ring to the other, just constantly hitting this mat, and it really tires you. It really tires you out. Like I always find calling it a mat probably undersells the fact that it's like planks of wood. Oh no, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, the canvas and the canvas, yeah, yeah, yeah. and honestly, it can be quite tiring. It depends who you're in with. If you're in with two lazy guys that just don't want to do anything, Grado. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your words, John, not mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're in with if people like that, like I mean, it's it's a piece of piss. But other than that, it can it can be quite exhausting, man. That's why, like, I think it's important as a referee that you still train and. 
Yeah. You, you still like try and keep yourself in the best shape you possibly can because there is a cardio aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. So what's, where did you train then? Um, I trained at the PBW Academy. Um, that's run by Kid Fight, Ross Watson. Uh, that's that's produced some trainees, uh, some great stars like Noam Dar, Kenny Williams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly Ray, Stevie, Xavier. Just the, the list is endless, really. Krieger, looking sharp, people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Some great talent coming through still for the school. Angel Hayes, Danny Edwards, Daz Black, who I know you were talking about a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, Daz. He's was fantastic, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He is Absolutely great. Brilliant. I love him, man. He's class. So, so why didn't you really pursue the wrestling? Because obviously you got into the wrestling training to become a wrestler. Why didn't you pursue that forward? Did you just kind of recognise it? You looked around and you saw like the likes of Noam Dar or whatever. Thing. I'm no near that. Or was it just a personal uh, decision? Or? No, well, I, I, I was never going to train to be a wrestler. I was just training, right. so I had the basics down of like bumping, running the ropes, like planning stuff, like just to be, in, just so I knew how to plan a match and stuff like that. But like I said, like, be, like I wanted to do the management side of things, and then I never yeah, pursued yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you didn't have the ambition to kind of do the wrestling; you just went for the training. No, because like I, I know in myself that I know I know what I'm capable of and what right, I'm not capable right. of. I don't think I could have. I don't think I could have been working at ICW, for example. As a wrestler, right, right, right. Like, right. Uh, I don't think I could have been working at Discovery as a wrestler, or I couldn't have. I certainly couldn't have got bookings down in England as a wrestler. Mm. But I did do a match. I done one match a few months really? ago. Uh, when was oh it? no, it was this. Was this a Discovery wrestling? Yeah, Discovery yeah. Wrestling? It was the same day as ICW's Fear and Loving show. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wrestled a match. I tagged with Kid Fight in a match and then I went and done ICW Fear and Loving the same day you must have been wrecked after that surely I was okay at the time but to see the next morning I was absolutely scunnered I was knackered man did you, did you take any bumps yeah yeah, did yeah, you, yeah? yeah, yeah. well I, I learned to take them so I might as well yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. them all in yeah yeah. I, I got beaten then but I got pinned done the job done the, done job, the job good, good. <laughs> but I'm sure you tell Kid Fight that you carried him through that match no doubt oh definitely I planned the whole thing he was like, oh. <laughs> He was smoking his e-fag like that. <laughs> when am I coming in, boy? When am I coming in? <laughs> no, it was good, but uh, we were working, uh, who were we wrestling? Kings of Catch, uh, which are Aspen Faith and Lewis Govan, Lou King Sharp and Krieger and the Anti-Fun Police from down south. Don't know if you know them. They're, they're, they're great. Yeah, they're is that, is that like a right to censor kind of gimmick? It's similar it? to yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, no fun done and... I can't I, I can't say Santos's full name because it just it's a t- mouthful. But I just call him Santos Jr. <laughs> <laughs> right. But they're fantastic, man. They're great. They're they, great. they are getting those proper right to censors booze. Like I've seen yeah. them at ICW a couple of times, yeah. and yeah, the crowd yeah. absolutely despise them. It's great. If any, I mean, if any, it's just like you know when you had that absolute bitch of a teacher, man, and they just <laughs> wouldn't ha- let you have any fun. That's no fun done in Santos, man. So when you you're in a match. What gets? Do, are you with the guys when they're, they're like plotting when they're going through the match? I mean, I don't need you, to be. Do you, I don't need do you to know, be. No, no, I don't need to be. But no. they, they come to you and you know they say, right, Sean, we want you to to do this. We want you to do that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they'll yeah. Come and you, you won't yeah. have any involvement in, in, in that planning. Then, well, no? like for every ref, it may be different. I yeah. don't know how. I, I know just from working with Thomas Cairns at ICW, um, we both work similar, and the fact that we'll go up and ask them. These need us to know anything. You're right, right, okay. And they'll tell us what they want us to know. Um, there's there are refs that won't that won't they'll just 
going. I mean, it might be a confidence thing. It might just be like they just don't want to make mistakes, but they, they'll just go and do what they want. They'll just go with the flow, go with right. flow, and then maybe find out during the match even. Really? Yeah. So, so a lot of the times they go in without knowing the result and stuff like that. As I, well, I don't or know. Do you always know the card. I mean, you, I mean, if you if you're reading, if you're if you're looking at a run order, you're sitting through a run through. You you know who's going over and what, but things can change. Things can change mid mid match. That's happened to me before, and so you need so you need to let them. You need to communicate with them. Let them know uh, things are changing. And I, have you so got an ear? Have you so have you got an earpiece in for most of the shows you do? I've got an earpiece in for ICW. Yeah, who's in your who's in your earpiece? Uh, it differs. Usually, it's uh, Rudo. Right. Yeah. Well, it is now since he started working yeah, in a yeah, yeah. more backstage role. Uh, sometimes it's Dallas, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, so I've got an earpiece in for ICW. Uh, I think that's the only one actually. Uh, TNT down south in Liverpool. Right. I use an earpiece there with uh, referee James Greenwood. We just talk to each other on that earpiece. Right. Um, but nothing really changes there. Like when mid match, there, like everybody knows what they're doing there. Yeah. So what? So what sort of things are, are Dallas or Rudolph saying in interior earpiece? I mean, sweet nothings. Sweet, sweet nothings. <laughs> this one's sweet nothings in my ear. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They, they, they just tell me how long's left in a match. Like, so it's more for time. It's more it's, for it's time more and for time, instructions. If someone looks like they've took a sore one, they'll ask Give me it the old X. Yeah. They, uh, well, yeah. I've had to do that. I've had to do that about four times. Really? Yeah. So like. That, that's another thing. I, by the time I was five years in, I'm six or seven years in now, but by the time I was five years in, I'd called off a match four times. Thomas, who's been refing ten years, like Thomas is so professional, man. He's crap. He's class. I mean, I nearly said crap. He's class. I mean, uh, he hadn't called off a match ever. Really? He'd just been so lucky that nobody had ever took a sore one and like he's had to stop a match or anything. But I had to call off so many, and the earpiece comes in handy for that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, I think two or three of them, I didn't have an earpiece in because we just hadn't got to that stage where we we're using them yet. And so people, tons of people are coming out to find out what's going on. But with the earpiece, people just like, for example, Dallas will say to me, "Is this legit? Is this?" And I'll just look up at, at the hard cam, uh-huh. and I'll I'll throw up the X or I'll throw up a fist so he knows that I'm telling right, right, that right, this right. is legit. Yeah, and so that's where the earpiece comes in handy. But other, uh, unless there's a change of a match or a legit injury, it's just a case of times. So I mean, is that effectively? I mean, the, I don't want to downgrade referee, but the referee is there obviously to make the count, call the match. But really, one of your main things as well is just for the timings and aspect. Going right, guys, five minutes. You know, pretty much up, go, yeah. home, go home. Pretty yeah. much. Like there's times like just from from my experience. Uh, there's times where I've had to maybe say to somebody when they've got someone like a sleep, uh, like a rest with a chin lock or something. Yeah, I'll say turn round, face this way, so more of the crowd see it, so the camera sees it. Oh, right, that's just yeah, from my yeah, experience. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, maybe that's... working with someone that's a little less experienced than myself. Yeah, so I can just give them a pointer that way. But I mean, majority of the time, it's just telling them the times. And do you find yourself communicating with the wrestlers and stuff a lot, like, or is it just yeah. once or twice a match? No, a lot. Like, but not always. Like. I don't know if you should be saying that's not always like for the good of the show. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just ribbing them. Yeah. Cracking jokes to each other. And fucking, oh, the guy runs, oh, that was fucking shite, mate. Do that again, so so, so that. do you all have to learn like a degree of ventriloquism so that I'd, you can kind of communicate yeah, yeah, without... Because uh, you, you, watch, you watch, obviously, the wrestling and you're like, you obviously, you, they, they call it, but it's really hard to tell when they're actually talking to each it's other. All about unless you're John Cena. I, unless you're John Cena, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about the facial expression, man. See if you look... 
like you're telling them something, like maybe giving them any trouble. But you could be saying anything. You could be saying anything, man. Like, uh, <laughs> nah. God, come on. You've started. You've started. I mean, it's not a bad story, but yeah, yeah. they're probably going to kill me. Uh, John Mark Coffey always hit out with office quotes. Like, during the <laughs> <laughs> like they're always, always hitting out with office quotes. Because we all watch The Office, the, the UK yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Not that crappy American one. And uh, <laughs> we, like, all the time, Jackie Polo as well, man. He, he'll definitely I'm, kill me for saying I'm, that. I'm, I wish I'd known that before watching Takeover Blackpool 2. I don't think I'd <laughs> oh, I know that. I don't know if it happened. Uh, <laughs> he's just <laughs> translating them into German to Walter. No, I don't know if it would have happened there because it was New Year, but from my experience, it's always office quotes. Brilliant. So is that, what, what other strange things have you heard in the ring then from, from wrestlers when they've been kind of communicating and, and calling the match? Have you heard anything like really fucking weird? Uh, we were doing a show in Hamilton, I think it was. It was a circus. Like, no, it was. It was way out in Edinburgh. It was at a circus, right? And they'd booked for like the last hour of the circus to be wrestling. So a couple of it. So uh, there was about five, six of us go out to do this show, set the ring up. So you part the ring crew as well? When well you... I was at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll still do it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was this smell of shite. Right, just floating about the ring. Gredo wasn't involved in this no, match, was he? No, no <laughs> right. Gredo had managed to pull a, a belt and not get on this show. <laughs> uh, there was a smell of crap in the ring, man. And it was Mark Coffey and Kenny Williams wrestling each other, who always have cracking matches, man. I think this was one of their not-so-good matches because of this. A really bad smell, man. And it goes to the double-down. And Mark turns to Kenny, and he just starts shouting abuse at him while they're both down. And I'm like, <laughs> I just buckle, and uh, they're going back and forth. Oh, you're stinking, you're smelling, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we get backstage, and I just goes, ah, sorry, guys, that was me that farted. <laughs> 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 but they thought it was each other, and that's, I just couldn't stop laughing at them to just argue with each other about who farted and who didn't. <laughs> but in fact, it was me. Brilliant, brilliant. So, have you, like, have you ever fucked up a match? Have you ever, you know, Counted and realised that's not been the finish of the match. You've went one done like a fast yeah. count or something. Oh, oh yeah, I've not done a fast count, but no, but, like, but accidentally messed up the finish of a match. Yeah, I think really? anyone that says that they've not are lying. Like to be honest, everybody's going to make mistakes. Yeah, like yeah. in any profession, especially wrestling. Uh, there's been times where uh, people haven't kicked out in time, and I've counted the three, and then they'll come backstage and say, "Oh, but I kicked out." I said, "Aye, you kicked out, but after the fucking three it's not my fault you know what I mean yeah 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 uh, but yeah again it's just mistakes uh, people make them and I've, do, I've done it as well where I've not counted the three because I'm expecting a kick out you went at that last hand really slowly yeah yeah and like honestly you've never felt so low in all your life man see when you you know that you're the reason that everybody's shouting you fucked up you're fucked up it's honestly the worst, man. And the British wrestling crowds are very fucking vocal. Oh, they? Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're unforgiving, man. ICW they're, crowds, they're all, Also, some of them are unwashed, but that's another story. <laughs> another so some, the smell wasn't coming from you that day. It was coming from the crowd. <laughs> no, but, like, and, but mistakes happen, don't they? It's, it's bad, see, when it's people that you make a mistake and it affects the people that, like, bat for you in places and stuff like that. Yeah. You just feel like you've let them down, man. But like I said, that we're all human. Yeah, no, we, no, we no, all no, make no, mistakes, no, you know what absolutely. I mean? It's just never happened on a big stage. Like, Good. It's not, which thankfully I'm happy about, but 
we'll wait and see. There's still time. <laughs> There's still time. So, like, do you, like the wrestlers out, out there, you know, everybody obviously goes, oh, I want to be in WWE, I want to be in AEW. Mm. Is there a progression, like, for a referee? You would, like, say, for example, NXT UK, like, maybe approach you going, listen, we like what you do in the ring as a ref. How, how do you make that move from, say, independence into into an AEW or an NXT or Impact? Or um, well, me and Thomas have both done NXT UK. Really, yeah? Yeah, um, we done it last year. Was it last year? Yeah, we done it last year. Thomas done the tapings at Cambridge. Taking the Vinny money. <laughs> was it good? good, good well, you don't have to it's, tell the figures. Is it, is it good money for, for ref and uh, WWE show? I mean, yeah, I, I, I was okay on it. I mean, You're I, happy I, with I it. yeah, but happy with so it. much good. so you were asking Dallas for a raise, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like money aside, it was the best experience of my life. Yeah, it Who, was fantastic. What match we call? Uh, I done. I can't remember what Thomas done at Cambridge, but I wasn't there. But then I done the next set of tapings, and I was down in Birmingham, and I done Killer Kelly versus Charlie Morgan, and then what else did I do? I done a tag match as well the next day, and I can't remember who was in it, but it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> so no, but so was you don't it, get but, a full time gig; it's the matches. But then yeah. I ended up doing I ended up doing a few. T- I ended up doing the first UK takeover in Blackpool. Wow. I done Dave Master versus Eddie Dennis and that. Oh, decent. Um, and then yeah, I done a few shows for NXT UK. It was it was great, or the best experience of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it unfortunately just never came to anything for me. But I mean, is there still is there still a chance? There must still be a chance there for you. Though. I'd like to think so, but who, like, I don't know. I mean, their ref team now is fantastic. They've got like the likes of Joel Allen, Chris Sharp, Chris Robertson, Tom Scarborough, and um, they've got a girl called Artemis who I don't actually know, but. Uh, I've been told good things about, yeah. but they're they're a, fant- they're a fantastic team and they work great as a unit, like to do the ring and stuff like. Because like that's expected of you at WWE. Is it really? Yeah, yeah the refs um, are the ring crew. Oh really? But, I mean, oh. yeah. So, so are they? Are they well, th- I was I, I when imagine, I was there, they were. I can't imagine Earl Hebner like set up a <laughs> no, for a fine reason. You know, what I mean, for reason. So are they full time with the WWE then? These guys? I really don't know. Yeah, I really yeah, don't yeah. know. Um, I know when I was there, I I wasn't. So I was still working my, yeah, my yeah. normal job, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to talk for them. No, no, no. Are you finding now that referees are starting to kind of have more personality as a referee and being more part of the match? The, the example I'd use is obviously Aubrey Edwards and her facial expressions during AEW. I mean, it does help. It does help. Um, yeah, but it's not always a good thing. It's not because it does detract from the match. Like when I was training, that's, that was drilled into me. It was certainly drilled down. It was certainly drilled down to Thomas when he was training and when he was coming up. Yeah, I mean, a facial expression is good. It does sell a lot, but then y- you need to limit it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'd hate to. I would hate to be refing in a match and people just watching me, not watching yeah. these two guys that are literally risking their lives at every bump and every every move they do. Like that would be shit for them. That would that I'd I'd feel awful, but. It's not my fault that I'm good at what I do. No, I'm kidding on. on. But uh, just when you were saying that there, like the track referees, like having a bit more personality in that, uh, the end of last year there, I met a boy, a wee boy, like, and his mum who come to every show, Jamie's name is, and uh, his mum just said, oh, he just loves you and Thomas and Simon Cassidy, the announcer. He just loves you three. Like, he he, he loves you and he loves Thomas. Like, I think he wants to be a ref. And I'm like, right, well, let me meet this boy then. So I'm, I meet him, 
and he's like the nicest boy you've ever met in your life. Like he's so polite. He's just well mannered. He's been raised well, and uh, yeah, he's want to be a referee and try to talk him into training. <laughs> Which I, f- I feel horrible about because I'd like him to go train and become a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah, what yeah, the yeah. school's there for, pre- pretty much. But yeah, he wants to be a referee. So, and I, I don't mind that. See, when someone says, "Oh, like you help," like he wants to be like you, he wants to referee. I'm like, like fair enough because it helps with the boy's confidence. And like, like this is a shy guy, and mm. he's getting to know me and Thomas, and and Simon helps with his confidence and h- helps him just get that way a bit more confident to go to training. But yeah. I, th- I think the thing is as well is that a lot of people, like what you said earlier, they know their own physical limits and they don't think they'd be able to do the role of a wrestler, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they want to get into the industry. And so it's, what would I want to do in the industry, if you know what I mean? See, that's the thing. Like, I'm saying I know my physical, I know my own limits and stuff like that, but then Kid Fight was always, always on at me to, like, for five years, he was always like, ah, debut this year, debut this year. He wanted me to wrestle. And I was like, no, nah. like, he thinks I could do it. But I was like, nah, I don't think I can. Yeah. But I, sure. I, might, I might have been able to. I mean, Brad Maddox but... did it. Who else? What other famous <laughs> referees? What else? Shane McMahon done it. Shane he, McMahon? He used yeah. to be a referee. Shane go. Stevens. Yep. He used yeah, to be a referee. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Garvin? Ronnie Garvin, I think, maybe. Ronnie Garvin, I think, was yeah. a referee. Nunzio. Nunzio done the opposite. Nunzio was a wrestler and then became a referee. Is he now still a referee? I don't know, but I know he was refereeing for WWE uh, mm. about five, six years ago. See, here's a bit of booking for you, Mark Dallas's. Listen, imagine, right? He won't right? be. He won't be listening. Nah, he, won't be <laughs> he knows that I'm on it. This ah, I know, I know. <laughs> but imagine, right? Some sort of faction, right? There's the we do the NWO third man kind of gimmick, right? <laughs> Who's the third man? And there's some sort of uh, tag team. You're refereeing it. You go <laughs> I'm for the, the big, the big finish. <laughs> One, two, but then you pause on the three, and then you pull up. Off the ref shirt, and there's some sort of faction T-shirt underneath could it. And you you're the stuff, the, man. Could you not be a <laughs> faction that. of referees and just have all the refs just turn on the wrestlers De- for a day? That <laughs> would be amazing. That would be amazing. Degeneration ref. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have thought about this. Well, I said we're booking this. There's for a you. T-shirt for you. Brilliant, brilliant. Listen, thanks very much for coming in, Sean. Have you got a favourite referee? Because you know, you ask, is there a referee out there? You go, that that's my favourite. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Thomas. Thomas is my favourite. Thomas. Thomas Cairns. I guess it had to be Thomas, really. Um, one final question. Did you get to keep your WWE ref shirt? Yes, I've got... Yes! I, I've got three of them. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Listen, thanks for coming in. It's given us a real... I, I love that. It gives us a real insight into not the at all. Of the referee. Not at all. Uh, when are you next on? Where can we see you next? Friday, uh, so tomorrow... Hold on, let me get my phone out first because I've got details of everything. So people got can, details, so right. people can buy. Got to let the man sell. Got to let so the people man sell. Buy tickets. Hey, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? PWI tomorrow. I'm at Lark Hall Community Centre. First bell's half past six. There's only fifteen front row tickets left, and they're fifteen pound each, and they will sell out. <laughs> they, they will like yeah, like yeah. they. Krieger always sells out, man. And then Sunday I'm at Fierce Females. That's at the Shed in Glasgow. Early entry six six o'clock, main doors are half six, and the show starts at seven. You can get your tickets at fiercefemales.co.uk. Brilliant, get the plugs in there. And hit the mic while you <laughs> Sean, thanks very much. Thank you very much, nice guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So that's it. Hopefully you made it to the end of the podcast without Rab and Grady. Like I say, they'll be back in a few weeks' time, uh, and it'll be myself and Alex holding the fort, guiding the wrestling daft ship 
through the rocky waters for the next couple of weeks um, so we'll hopefully have more guests and listen we'd love you to be on the show as well we'd love to have a guest mark on the show so if you want to come on and join the party please get involved hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on Facebook we'll put out a message we'd love to have you as a guest mark on the show next week because it is your show <laughs> there you go um We've got to award our listener of the week, however. We've got to put the strap on someone else. Uh, Hazy had it last week, and I think there can only be one winner this Yeah, week. there's got to be no debate here. There's only one. El Russo Malo, you have won the belt for the fact that you bought your wife the 24-7 belt for her Christmas, and you bought your son a referee shirt so he can ref the matches. So he's now a double champion. He's now a that double is, champion. Well that done, That is sir. the biggest mark out I have heard ever so congratulations you will get the belt on your waist um, we'll be back with more wrestling daft next week um, until then enjoy the Royal Rumble and we'll just have to do Guerrero's catchphrase for him since he's not here <laughs> after it's, you John it's yourself <laughs> and quintessential goodbye this is for network okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.